to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. So I had a plan for an episode today. Originally, I was going to drop something new on you people. I almost called you guys assholes, but I decided against it. Because here I am trying to shop my new shit. Can't just go around calling people assholes when you're trying to convince them to listen to something, right? Sheesh. My problem. Anyway, I was going to drop a new kind of episode today. Uh, but it's still in editing. There's a lot of work to be done on it, and it's not ready yet, and that's all I'm going to say about it. It's a fun one, though. Me and Kelly and Raishan. Interesting trio. Hopeful for that to be out next week. Speaking of Raishan, if you need some Dragon Ball material in the meantime, part two of our Dragon Ball GT, I don't want to say like series review, but we did like a decent chunk of the series. Part two of that discussion is up on his feed now. Go listen to it. Link in the show notes. I start yelling at people pretty much right out of the gate. I was not taking anyone's shit on that day. Or maybe it was just a really long podcast, and I, this is around the point where I start to lose my cool, you know? Either way, it's a really fun listen. Go check it out. Subscribe to RGAP, uh, Rayshon's podcast. So it, today's episode's going to be, uh, it's, like a, it's like a filler episode, for all intents and purposes, of me talking about some Star Wars shit. But then, after I talk about that Star Wars shit, I'm going to go on and talk a little bit more about the show in general, uh, meaning Super Dope. So, if you're not caught up with Boba Fett, one, what's wrong with you? You should be. Two, you don't want anything spoiled for you. This is not the episode for you. I will give you the heads up, though, okay? If you want to skip all the spoiler stuff and just go to the end of the episode stuff, who knows how much there will be at the end of the episode. But if you want to skip ahead, uh, avoid any spoilers for Boba Fett, go to 37.30, that timestamp, and uh, yeah, pick it up from there, because I don't want to spoil Boba Fett for you, okay? So, you've had a chance. I'm going to start freaking out about the show in a minute, so again, go forward in time. You don't want it ruined, okay? Three, two, one. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit. Episode 6 of the Book of Boba Fett. Like, I just, got, I just got chills thinking about all the shit I'm about to talk to you about, okay? I have been waiting for episode 6 of the Book of Boba Fett since I was 6 years old. Appropriately. I did not expect to see what we saw. All the cameos. Other characters coming in and crossing over. I didn't expect any of that stuff. I expected it to be a full-on Boba Fett episode after we just had a good full episode of Din Djarin, Mandalorian in the last episode. So I guess I'll look at the first few episodes of this series just real quick, mainly because me and my buddy Dan were kind of arguing about it earlier today. Posted up a well, status. He's like, who's the book of Boba Fett ever get good or... I keep falling asleep. Okay, I get it. Tatooine, we've seen a lot of it. Sand people, who fucking cares? Boba Fett without his helmet on, again. Who fucking cares, really? Tamara Morrison, I get that he was probably like, hey, not wearing this goddamn helmet all day. Look at the size of my head. Very uncomfortable. But I, I get him wanting to have his helmet off, but those first four episodes, although the pacing was suspect, 
So if you if by and by that I mean you know, they give you stuff in the present that happens post season two of The Mandalorian when he goes back and uh takes over Bib Fortuna's uh spot in Java's Palace and becomes the new Dai Meow. Dai Meow? Dai Meow? Meow? M-Y-O? I think it's just Dai Meow, but I think there's a Y in there, or is it an I? Spelling is hard. The first four episodes takes you between that setup and then flashes back to when he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. How he has his armor robbed by Jawas. How he eventually is taken in by the Sand People. I can get how that would be some boring stuff to some more casual Star Wars viewers. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't watch the cartoons, so maybe I'm a dirty casual as well. But I really enjoy uh, seeing more about the Sand People's culture and how it definitely helped kind of take Boba Fett's uh, thinking and leadership style from being like the solo one-man team to, you know, finding strength in community and finding strength through numbers and trying to, uh, what's the right way to say it? Trying to govern by respect or, or with respect as opposed to sh brute force strength, whatever you want to say. I can get how that was kind of boring for some people. The frustrating part about it for me in those first four episodes was the second something starts to get good in either time period. So. Things are starting to get real with the sand people. Ah, he's waking up from his back to dream and we're in back in the current day and some boring shit's happening. Unless it's like Black Kersantan fucking waking you up from a nap, pulling you out of a back to tank and then those kids have to ditch their Vespas, run inside and try to fight him. I'm surprised he didn't rip any of their arms off. That would have been sick. Anyway, I get why that was frustrating because the second one of those two time periods starts to build momentum, they fucking send you back to the other one. And then the next week, it's like, what are we doing? Where are we starting? Are we going to pick up where we left off last week with that cool climax and, you know, whatever uh, respective time period? Nope, we're in the other one now. We're back uh, with the sand people. Or we're back to taking boba naps. So I can understand the slow start in this series and why a lot of people might have tuned out. Those people who did tune out, huh, I don't feel that bad for you. Ah. I guess that's kind of a lie. I kind of feel bad for you that you weren't patient enough to get to the payoff of this series. And I guess, oddly enough, the payoff of this series is that halfway through episode five, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, comes back and they give him an entire episode pretty much just to himself. We don't see Boba Fett once. We see Fennec Shand at the very end to like recruit him, give him the credits or make the offer for the credits. And at the end of episode five, uh, by the way, episode five, the Din Djarin episode, such a welcome change of pace. Like it's, I was surprised they gave him an entire episode. I figured that would be it. We, we caught up with what Jin, uh, Din Djarin is up to now that he's got the dark saber and he's learning to wield it. And he's trying to find his place amongst the Mandalorians uh, who, you know, probably don't look upon him too fondly for um, having gotten it from uh, Bo-Katan or well, I guess he got it from uh Darth Gus there, right? The fuck's his name? Who cares? Anyway, he's gotta have to try to find his purpose now without Grogu, right? So I figured that's what it would be. Like a little teaser for episode uh for season three of The Mandalorian. I I expected season three of The Mandalorian to not really have Grogu at all. And that would be like a little reprieve, like kind of like a I don't want to say reboot, that's not it, but I figured it would focus more on him, you know, assuming the mantle of Mandalore, you know, now that he's wielding the Darksaber anyway, 
and what those ramifications are for other Mandalorians uh, that are still alive. How does Bo-Katan feel about it? Is she going to come after him for it? Uh, we saw what the armorer did, and uh, Pal, Pal Vizla, I believe. I forget the Vizla's names, but John Favreau's character. You know, we saw how they felt about, um, you know, the Darksaber and how he had taken off his helmet and no longer abides by these super religious, uh, you know, rules that his specific sect of Mandalorians had. I expected a lot of that stuff to be all of season three. They gave us all that stuff pretty much short of the Bo-Katan stuff in episode five of Boba Fett. And I figured, okay, welcome break. Now we're going to see Din join the team and him and Boba Fett are going to be going back to back and whooping some ass, right? No, no. At the end of episode five, he agrees to work for Boba and Fennec. And he says, Hey, you know, I just have to, he has earlier in that episode, he asks the armor before they kind of flip on each other to make a, he takes the Beskar, um, the fuck is that thing called? Like a spear, right? Takes the Beskar spear, has it melted down and repurposed into like a mithril chain mail Beskar vest for Grogu, right? And I'm like, oh, cool. The next time he sees Grogu, he's going to get to give that to him. And that'll be a nice moment. I can't wait for Mandalorian season three. It's going to be sick. And at the end of the episode, he says... Fennec, I have to go see a little friend first before I can do this job for you and Boba. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to get to see that in season three of The Mandalorian. Next episode, Din's going to come back without Grogu and be like, yeah, it didn't go how I wanted. Anyway, I'm here. Let's, you know, do the crime lord stuff, I guess. No, not the case. I couldn't fucking believe we got two Mandalorian episodes in a row in the book of Boba Fett. It's not a good sign for the series title that the most interesting episodes are the ones where Boba Fett is the least involved. But all the, like all the same though, I think I've stopped looking at the book of Boba Fett as a Boba Fett series and as like the next installment of the greater, you know, world building that they're uh, doing, but like the, the greater, uh, what's the right word? Crossover events that they're going to eventually lead to in the last few weeks. They've been talking a lot about how, a lot of these series and the main characters in them will eventually, hopefully, culminate in like a movie event. So I'm starting to look at the seasons, regardless of the show. Like when the Ahsoka show comes out, it's going to be like, you know, Star Wars TV season four or whatever it'll be. Like, just like Boba Fett is Star Wars television season three to me after Mandalorian was Star Wars TV seasons one and two. So Looking at it from that perspective, it's not a Boba Fett-specific story, although he is definitely the central character at the beginning, and I guess at the end, we have one more episode left. It's just such a weird choice to give so much time of this uh, story to The Mandalorian. Seven episodes. Pretty much two of them are dedicated to Mando and, and Grogu. So, I was going to leave it alone. And then episode six happened. And... It opens up pretty early on. Uh, they have the Cobb Vanth, um, you know, reemergence, which was very cool. Him taking on, um, I think, like three or four uh, people from the Pike Syndicate or the Crime Syndicate there, selling drugs, some spice out in the desert. Timothy Oliphant is like, he's so cool. He's so fucking cool, dude. Modern day Han Solo. You can tell by the belt swag. Same belt swag, dude. He's just. 
I don't know. Like, I'm a big Timothy Oliphant fan from uh, a show called Deadwood on HBO. If you've never watched it, go watch it. It's about like the finding uh, or the founding, I should say, of um, like a gold mining town in like the 1870s, 1880s, I want to say. Like some Wild West shit. But Timothy Oliphant, true to his like archetype, I guess, I don't know, he is the sheriff of that town. And then he goes on to play a sheriff in that show, Justified, which I've never watched. And now he's the marshal of, uh, of uh, what is it, Freetown. The most Pelgos territories are the fuck. His opening was very cool, but I'm like, all right, cool. Cobb Vance is coming to the team now, too. Din Djarin's going to come back to Tatooine right now. He's going to bump into Cobb. He's going to bring him over to Boba Fett. We're all going to be a big, cool, happy team. And then... Din takes the fuck off to go to some tree fucking forest planet. And I'm like, yo, wait a minute. Are they just giving us a shot to, to let us know that he is, in fact, going to see Grogu right now? There's no way they're going to let us see this happen today. He, Grogu's with Luke Skywalker. We can't see Grogu unless we see Luke Skywalker. This would make no sense to do this today. This is season three of the Mandalorian shit. And then he lands... And he sees R2-D2 with like his little apparatus out helping to make the landing and shit. And I'm like, R2, it's so good to see you, dude. What's up? I got so excited because the second I saw R2, I'm like, we're going to see Luke Skywalker again today. Oh my God, we're going to see Luke Skywalker again today. I'm getting excited. It's, this is such a fucking welcome change of pace from the shit I've been going through in Dragon Ball lately. Uh, genuinely excited about how this episode went. My nipples actually, they just went off, you know? Woo, get down. So, this was a beautiful episode. I can't believe they allocated so much time to just Luke and Grogu by themselves. This episode of season, uh, episode six of, of Boba, I think kind of serves as like the perfect interlude between season two and season three. But it gives season three the opportunity to do a little bit of a time skip, I think. Skip a little bit of time. I had expected season three to do a time skip anyway. You send Grogu off with Luke Skywalker at the end of season two. How are you going to make this show without Grogu is what I was thinking to myself. Well, skip it a few years. Let him go get in some training with Luke Skywalker. Have him come back and be you know, a, a, viable, at, um, a viable ally to to Mandalorian as opposed to somebody who he's constantly having to save, you know? That would be cool. How do you do it? You skip a little bit of time. Nothing too long, two or three years in terms of, uh, you know, his species or whatever. I'm sure it would be a, not a long time. Enough time to remember. Aging and species is... I'm, I'm dumb today. Who cares? My point is, they spent so much time with Luke and Grogu today. Holy shit. It was beautiful. All of the parallels of the Dagobah scenes, training sequences from Empire Strikes Back. Empire is my favorite movie, maybe ever. I've probably watched that movie more than I've watched any other movie in my life. Probably top five. So, all the parallels between that Dagobah training scene and what we saw in this episode six, it was beautiful. Teaching him about some of the um, force powers that we never got the opportunity to have to see to uh, that we never got to see Luke use. Speaking is hard. 
that we never got to see Luke use, like Force Jump and like the mind reading stuff. And I gotta say, man, Luke, Luke, you look so good, dude. Holy shit. So the big thing that I was worried about, this happened in Rogue One with Carrie Fisher and the dude who played Grand Moff Tarkin, whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. I'm a dummy. When they did that shit in Rogue One, I was like, Ugh. like, it's cool, I guess. Like, I understand why they have to do it. Peter Cushing, that's his fucking name. They gave me a CGI Peter Cushing and Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. I'm like, you look like a bad video game. This is, uh, so it, it, like, kind of disengaged me from the story a little bit, because I'm, like, so focused on what is so obviously a CGI face. When they brought Luke into Season 2 of Mando, they did a very nice job masking what they could with the shot selection of him moving through that hallway, and you never really being too directly on his face. If you were, there was a hood, and you mainly just saw his mouth. The way his mouth moved sometimes even was a little off-putting. But when he takes that hood off, and you look at his face in that season two, it's like, ugh, Peter Cushing, Carrie Fisher face, bro. I can tell that you're a computer, and I don't fucking like it. It's breaking the illusion. And within a week or two, there were nerds all over the internet who uh, did better jobs of making CGI Luke Skywalker, young Mark Hamill, a reality like infinitely better jobs it's amazing to me that these people were just out there shit posting on twitter can't you know were able to do so, uh, such a better job post their links and then disney's like hey yeah you should uh come work for us scoop and it resulted in this episode today where luke looks so fucking good it looks so natural seldom were there moments where i was like oh my god that's a that's a CGI'd person's face. They did such an improvement. You know how we've always ripped on George Lucas for uh, you know, going back and like updating his movies and shit? Oh, they weren't finished. These are the actual versions I want people to see with extra dance scenes and all CGI creatures, shit like that. You know what I mean? This is the one and only instance where I'm cool with not George Lucas, obviously, but Disney, the powers that be, to go back and make some updates to Rogue One, make some updates to Mando Season 2, that last episode, and just fix those CGI faces just a little bit with these new people that you've got on. Because it's such a notable difference, and it did so goddamn well. Again, like it wasn't just all 100% the graphics, like a lot of it is like, wide shots where you're not directly in on Luke's face or like his his dialogue is being delivered while his face is off screen and you're like focused in on Grogu. I seriously cannot praise the job that they did with Luke Skywalker in this episode anymore. I uh it, I was enamored, man. I was 100% like caught up in the story, tears in my eyes like, yeah, man, size matters not and him talking to Grogu about Yoda and having to put his hand on his head to help him unlock some memories. And you get to see that he was actually there at the Jedi Temple during Order 66. And you watch three Jedis die in front of him and then it gets a little foggy. Legitimately, man, I can't get over how good 
episode six was. So they give us all this time with Luke and Grogu, all the training stuff. We go for a run with Grogu in a backpack on Luke's back. He's doing front flips and shit. I'm like, yes, this is Luke. Five years after Return of the Jedi. This is awesome. I, I can't believe how excited I am right now recording this. Because usually it's like, okay, Kyle, go and measure. Try not to use the fuck word too much this week. Try not to be so mad. I'm overwhelmed with how much I liked this. Uh, trying to think what the fuck happens after all the Luke stuff. Hey, I actually wrote some notes that I have yet to reference in, uh, 20 minutes. So, uh, seeing the Jedi Academy being built, like that's another thing. Like if you, I read the Jedi Academy, uh, Jedi, fuck what they called, man. Were they called Jedi Academy books? They featured Jason and Jaina Solo, uh, the twins of Han and Leia. Um, I read a bunch of that, those book series when I was in elementary school. And that temple, I believe, is on Yavin 4. Not whatever forest planet this is. I don't believe it's Endor. I heard some people say it was Endor. I believe it does have a name, but I don't know off the top of my brain. But seeing the Jedi Academy being built, it was, I mean, it, honestly, you know what, man? The worst fucking thing about this episode today and The Mandalorian and all of the Star Wars television shows in general now the worst fucking thing about them is the fact that the sequel trilogy still exists. And now that we got, you know, a more proper, accurate version of what we all expected Luke Skywalker to be growing up after Return of the Jedi, now that we're getting to see that, it's only dampened by the fact that I know how he greets Rey when she finally finds him uh, at the beginning of The Last Jedi takes the lightsaber, throws it over his shoulder. This is a mistake, you coming here. And I know that Jason Solo isn't going to go evil. Ben Solo. Disney can get fucked for all the shit they did with the expanded lore and just picking and choosing what they want. And then like slightly, you know, redoing an angle or like some names or some stuff. They, they took a ton of ideas from old, you know, expanded universe stuff and change shit just slightly so they don't got to pay authors and people who came up with those stories back then. So fuck you, Disney, for that. But also, thank you, Disney, for making, you know, quality Star Wars television. Am I thanking you guys or am I thanking your ability to make good business decisions and putting Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni in charge? Not really sure. Either way, love-hate relationship with uh, everything I'm seeing here and knowing what it eventually leads to. Luke being all jaded, Palpatine somehow has returned, things like that. I fucking hate that sequel trilogy. More than I hated the prequels, and I hated the prequels a lot growing up. They're still not good, the prequel movies. Revenge of the Sith is fairly solid. Phantom Menace, if you saw it in theaters when you were 10 years old, I'll give you a pass. Attack of the Clones... The most redeeming part of Attack of the Clones... Is Natalie Portman's belly shirt. She looks hot as fuck. Also, Mace Windu's a badass and has like all of his coolest action scenes in that movie. Those movies, as much as I do not like them, I will watch them every single day of the week if I never have to watch the sequel trilogy movies ever again. The Last Jedi is not a good movie. The Rise of Skywalker, I literally laughed at the fucking screen on opening night with how bad it was. And people around me were just like, 
yeah, that's pretty funny, but what's wrong with you? Why are you laughing like a, a maniac? Because I have problems. Um, so yeah, seeing the Jedi Academy was cool. Grogu learns about Yoda and the Order 66 flashback. Um, I like the line that Luke gives him afterwards. He's like, you know, it's a big wide universe out there. I can teach you to protect yourself. Which, I mean, the relationship that he's got with Luke now versus what he had with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, I don't know if he ever would look to teach Grogu. Uh, Fuck, Groku? Yeah? My Dragon Ball shit coming in? Fuck off, Dragon Ball. I don't know if the Mandalorian would ever teach Grogu how to protect himself so much as he would just look to protect him. So it's it's kind of, I don't know, like two different philosophies there from your two main mentor figures in your life at that point. Because it seems like Grogu had a lot of mentors back in the day at the Jedi Academy, but he had to force himself to forget all that stuff to try to reduce the size of the target on his back. So, um, Ahsoka showing up 100% unexpected, but I gotta say pretty cool to see her and Luke interact, knowing what that history is between Ahsoka and Anakin. And I would, I'd give my left leg bro to see a scene of the two of them really talking about Anakin in depth a little bit. She gives him that line of like, so much like your father. And I'm like, yeah, man, you would know. You got trained by his father. And now you're helping him oversee and restart the Jedi Order, even if you're not officially like uh, affiliated or a part of it anymore. I thought it was interesting that Ahsoka was there, given that she pretty much refused to train Go Grogu uh, at the end of last season. But she's cool with Luke making the decision to do it. Um, and then the the lead up to the end, like. Mandalorian brings, uh, Din Djarin brings the chainmail uh, Beskar shirt. Ahsoka catches him and says, hey, you know, all this stuff about detachment, you're only going to make it harder on him. Heartbreaking that when he flies away in his Naboo Starfighter, Grogu totally knows and holds out his little hand and he's like, hey man, I don't care if you got a new ship, I know it's you, I feel you. I feel you, man, I miss you, dad. Shit was heartbreaking. I figured that would be it. We're not going to see when we pick up with Mandalorian season three, we're going to see the, the outcome of Grogu's choice. Like it, season three, cold open, Grogu's kneeling there in front of Luke and he's like, make the decision, the lightsaber or the, the armor. You know, the armor, you go back to Din Djarin, the lightsaber, I'm going to teach you to be the baddest Jedi in the fucking bunch. First one too, besides me and Ahsoka, and probably some other people out there. So them flashing back to that at the end of the episode and giving us that I feel like episode uh, season three of Mando could pick up right there and then Mando comes and picks him up again or you know whatever because I don't think he's going to stay with Luke I don't think Grogu stays with Luke the reason being uh, going back to that sequel trilogy that I just fucking freaked out about for a minute he expressly states in that sequel trilogy that Leia is his first student. And in this episode, he goes out and says, you will be our first student here at the you know Jedi school. I am I getting caught up in like language here? Did he already train Leia at this point in time? And Grogu's the first student of the school, not the first student of Luke Skywalker? That could be it, but I think that's a strong indication that Luke's first student being Leia, they've said it. I think that means Grogu's going back to Mando. 
I saw some people suggest that maybe Grogu's the one who's going to pick up the Darksaber and be like the original, you know, Mandalore who was a Mandalorian Jedi and like worked within both, um, you know, sets of philosophies. And Grogu comes back and like restores order in the force in that way. That'd be cool. The thing is, I don't see him holding the Darksaber, bro. That shit's big. He is very small. He is very small. That's a weight differentiation that I do not think the boy can make up. Although I guess like the force, the force is cool. That shit does everything. But I don't know. I feel like I freaked out enough about Luke and Grogu. Although I could do it some more, man. Like even the training remote stuff, busting out that old training remote and Grogu. Like Ahsoka's like, don't worry. There's no safer place for Grogu than next to Luke Skywalker. Meanwhile, in the woods, Luke Skywalker's setting up this floating ball to shoot lasers at Grogu. On that first one that hits Grogu, he bounces back. So funny. But it's awesome to see like how quickly he adapts to dodging everything and jumping across the stuff and all the rocks in the lake, and then he eventually crushes the training remote. So fucking cool, man. Like, I think the worst part about this episode not Star Wars television. I already told you the biggest problem with that is that the sequel trilogy exists. The biggest problem with this episode for me is I'm like, yo, I want Grogu to come back next week. But I know that I'm going to be dealing with Tamara Morrison's fat fucking head shooting some pikes or whatever. Or who knows? We could get to the end of next week and then be like, all right, the war is coming. See you next season on the Book of Boba Fett. Get ready for that. I could be it too. Hmm. The other thing that I didn't talk about, and the reason I didn't hit me as hard is because, again, I'm not somebody who's watched all of the cartoons. I don't know the Clone Wars uh, like Mike Norm knows the Clone Wars very well. That motherfucker still owes me a text message. I texted him Wednesday morning, and I was like, listen, you go home right now, and you fucking watch Boba Fett right now. He said, I have a job. I said, I don't care. Quit. Go home and watch Boba Fett now. He said, I'll do it after work. And I said, okay, but you're going to get it ruined for you on the internet. and You're going to wish you quit your fucking job. And then he never texted me when he got home and told me what he thought. Not cool, Mike Norm. Anyway, I don't know the Clone Wars and all of the ancillary characters that go in and out of that series. But I do think that it's dope as fucking hell that they're pulling a ton of them into live action. So cool. The one that they pulled into this episode today is, I guess, a pretty big-time character in that series. I had to look him up and learn more about him after the episode, because I'm like, who the fuck is this terrifying hatted man? Cad Bane. Seems like the meanest motherfucker in the galaxy. And I guess, during his time, he in fact was the meanest motherfucker in the galaxy. He ascends to the rank of, like, best bounty hunter in the galaxy after Jango Fett dies at the Battle of Geonosis. Wow, is that what it's called? The Battle of Geonosis? Huh, I just pulled that shit off the top of my head. Um, after he gets his head chopped off by Sam Jackson, Cad Bane ascends to be like the highest or most accomplished bounty hunter in the galaxy, works with the Separatists in trying to break up the First Republic? Maybe? I don't really know. Anyway, he's still around. And he apparently has been watching Cobb Vanth from a distance for quite some time. Shows up and makes the threat like, hey, you know, 
stay out of it. We'll match you what Boba Fett's paying, but when it comes down to it, you do not help him. And Cobb Vanth and Mando having that conversation in the bar beforehand. Oh, by the way, that bartender in that scene, he's the bartender from that show Deadwood I was talking about. Dan Doherty. Dan Doherty is one of the baddest bartenders in like television history. I've seen that dude literally beat people to fucking death. So to see him as like a, uh, what's the name of the race? I know that they act as skiff guards on Jabba's, uh, Jabba's skiff. Uh, it's a bad Star Wars fan there. Green wrinkly skin man with the black uh, ponytail thing going on. Dan Doherty, Deadwood. Look it up. He beats a man to death. Bloody as hell. I'm due to watch Deadwood again. Anyway, that scene was very cool seeing Mando go back and forth with Cobb about how they're even Steven. We saddled it up. You, I gave up the armor. You helped us defeat the Kray Dragon. But he wants to recruit the town to um, you know, help him in this, this war, in this battle with the Pikes and the Syndicate and all that. So I, I like how Mando appeals to him. He's like, it's not really our problem. We just keep to ourselves. He's like, Mando's like, it's not your problem now, but this is your world too. And it's only a matter of time before these people start to affect your town because they're affecting your entire world and how they run and operate their spice trade. So, you know, coming out of that conversation, Cobb leaves it at like, I'll see what I can do. Goes to call a meeting with all the people in the town to... You know, see what he can do in terms of swaying them over to help Boba Fett and the boys. And then Cad Bane walks into town, talks a bunch of shit, doesn't look up at all. We see the pipes coming out of his neck. That like, I think that helps him breathe, yeah, but I think it also makes him uh, insusceptible. Is insusceptible a word? I don't think it is. I think that makes him immune. I don't know. He, he can't get force choked, okay? Ain't no Jedi. Luke's not going to show up and force choke this bitch's windpipe next week because for some reason he's got technology that just doesn't allow for that. But the shot, the long shot, the voice, same voice actor from the television show, it just sounds so low and they have that long shot in on his mouth and the sharp teeth. And then whenever he does look up and those big red eyes, this is a character I don't even know. Like, I can only imagine how fans of the Clone War television series felt watching that yesterday. You guys must have fucking nutted. That shit was so good, and I don't even know the character. And I felt genuinely terrified by this person. He kills a deputy, shoots the sheriff. Uh, sheriff's not dead. He's not a sheriff, he's a marshal, dumbass. Shoots the marshal and the deputy. Deputy's dead, which is good. That deputy, you know, I get that's like a Western trope. You know, stupid young deputy can't shut the hell up or whatever, but if he'd killed Cobb Vanth and, like, that was the way that they introduced Co uh, Cad Bane, I'd have been a little upset, but you know that he's gonna, you know, get the stim in there, get all healed up, and be a player in the finale. I hope they resolve this next week. I, I don't know if they will. There's a possibility the actual war and the back and forth and the battle for territory is what we'll see in season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, psh, see, I'm fucking doing it too. What we'll see in season two of Book of Boba Fett. Um, but I do imagine that it'll have to come to some sort of conclusion next week to make the season feel complete. 
But then again, they could just do a quick fuck you and just be like, all right, yeah, we'll see you next year and not really like leave us in a, uh, you know, in stasis, like just waiting to see what's going to happen next. The pacing of this show has been very confusing. I understand why people might not like it, but I love basically every character that's been involved. I love Boba Fett. I'm a Ming Na Wen fan, mainly from her time as uh, Agent May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love her as an actress. She's amazing. To see her in Star Wars is awesome. I love these two characters. Now you're going to bring in Mando for basically two of his own episodes. Give me a Mandalorian season 2.5 so that way you can set it up and we can jump right into the shit for season 3. The pacing doesn't make any sense to me, but I guess with that said, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't end things next week with like a sense of finality in its tone. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, did I miss anything else? Cad Bane is scary. Training time backpack run. I think I talked about that. Training time backpack run. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking class you might take at the Y if the Y was adjacent to a, a set of woods. But yeah, I think that does it for my Boba Fett rant. I just had to talk to myself and I guess you too, because you, you know, you listen to this, right? So talking with you, talking with myself about how much I love Boba Fett. Again, the series, not the character. Although I do love the character. I don't know. I'll shut up, okay? That's the end of the spoiler discussion. So, welcome back. If you're somebody who had to skip all the spoilers, we're now at the end of the episode. You miss me freaking out about very positive stuff. I am genuinely happy in the preceding 30 plus minutes, whatever the hell it is. If you're not watching Boba Fett, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Just watch it, though, and then you'll know how happy I am. Um, so next week, I'm hopeful that we're going to have this special episode out with me, Kelly Rayshon. I'm not really going to... I think if you're a Patreon member, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you're in the Discord, you might know what I'm talking about. If you're not members of either of those things, there are links in the show notes. Please consider supporting the show. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun episode next week. I just... I don't want to tease too much, you know? There's a lot of weird, wild shit in that one. And I, it has more editing to do. Uh, I have to do more editing for it than I do with, like, a typical episode of Super Dope. So I'm a little behind. Uh, work stuff has been pitching myself a lot this week for a few businesses that, you know, need help with podcasts in one capacity or another. Some need editors. Some need booking help. Um... I'm just trying to fucking pay the bills, honestly. And the thing about being a freelancer that is genuinely fucking frustrating sometimes is everybody has an intention to make a podcast. Everybody knows that it can be valuable in, you know, developing a relationship with an audience. Like, you know, I have a relationship with you, the listener here. Assuming this isn't your first time in here, you probably know a decent amount of shit about me and how crazy I can be, right? With the businesses I work with, the goal is to get people to pick up the phone and call them and, and, you know, employ them for their services. My point in saying all that is launching a podcast can very, very easily fall by the wayside, get put on the back burner by these businesses if they're busy. So having to pitch like three or four different businesses and then having to chase them around to be like, hey, man, you said you want to hire me. Let's get this started. 
yep, it's time to do work now, as opposed to just putting out a wanted ad for a podcast producer. The producer's here. You said you liked the person. Let's get to fucking work. That's That's been like the most draining thing for me the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's taken out some time from editing, but whatever. We're working on it. Uh, any support you can give to the show in the meantime. Um, Patreon, Cash App, Kofi, Kofi. All links in the show notes. Uh, whatever you can give is very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, I, I expect some changes with the show. I guess specifically to Dragon Ball. Like, it's no secret. I'm not enjoying what's going on in the new stuff. I got to get back to covering the movies. I have to do that. That was the, my goal was to have like all of the movies done by March of this year. And we're coming up on March already. Like, it's February 2nd today that I'm recording this. Is it the 2nd? Yeah, that's the 3rd. My bad. Uh, February 3rd, I'm recording this. So we're already well on our way to March. I don't think I'm going to be hitting that uh, cover all the movies goal by then. But I got to get back to that. Got to find a way to enjoy the manga a little bit more. Or they could just, like, I don't know, tell a better fucking story. Not having to have me dumb down my Dragon Ball fans are also the worst. That makes me not want to be in this space. Or, like, maybe not not be in the space. That's not true. I do love talking about stuff to a microphone. I do love talking about stuff that I love to a microphone. Dragon Ball, Star Wars, obviously two two examples, right? But, like, going out and promoting myself amongst Dragon Ball fucking fanboys, I it's tough, man. I don't want to do it because I don't want to interact with them. <laughs> The debate bro culture of Dragon Ball has reigned supreme for a very long time, but I feel like for whatever reason, the last year, maybe not even, it's just like everyone is sitting on fucking Twitter and Facebook just looking to rip into arguments with people, and I'm like, hey, here's a podcast. In it, I don't like uh, what's going on in the chapter, but, you know, let's talk about it, and this is totally hypothetical, like this hasn't happened to me or anything, because I'm terrible at promoting myself, because I just don't want to deal with the ramifications of promoting myself sometimes and the people that you have to talk to you obviously mr listener or miss listener are excluded from this example but rando fucking db tryhards you know like i don't want to talk to you i don't want to deal with you i i prefer to not think about your existence never mind have you in my facebook comments my dms my comments on instagram or twitter whatever it's frustrating you know, to love something so much, but hate the people who also love it. It makes me think, what's wrong with me? I know that there's a lot wrong with me, but what's wrong with me that I have something in common with these fucking people? Anyway, that's all a long way to say. I'm hopeful to change up the content on the show a little bit more this year. Do some different things. And by different things, I do not mean other anime. This is another thing that I've talked about extensively. Why don't you do this anime, Kyle? Why don't you do that anime, Kyle? Why don't you do a podcast about this? I'm going to give you it in like two, I think two short answers. One, I don't fucking care about it. Two, even if I did, what can I bring of value to this subject that warrants me hitting record on a microphone? 
I've been a Dragon Ball fan. Star Wars is another thing that I'm comfortable throwing the microphone on about because it's something I genuinely love and have loved my entire life, pretty much, just like Dragon Ball. Those are two things that I'm comfortable in talking about and having, like, I'm not the most knowledgeable person in the world, but I can hold my own. I definitely know more than, like, some dickhead walking down the street or getting into the series for the first time last year because I've just been invested in these things for so long that a lot of this stuff is just ingrained in me. The stuff that I do know from when I was a kid, at least. Uh, and I've learned more since I've, you know, started doing the show. For sure, I'm not like the guy you go to to talk about uh, animators or editors or things like that. But I feel like I know enough to at least speak semi-knowledgeably about Dragon Ball. The idea of doing other anime? Nah. Good. I don't know it that well. I need to be able to bring some level of value to the conversation. My Hero Academia is a good example of another anime that I can speak, maybe not knowledgeably about, but I enjoy looking at it from a writing and a storytelling perspective and like watching the characters become who they are and how they grow and change over time. So I make the exception there because that's a property that I watch and get genuinely excited about. The idea of just covering an anime, just to say I covered an anime, is a dumb fucking idea. Straight up. I think the people who try to be everything to everybody, and by that I mean try to cover all the animes, those are the people that you will eventually see. Their episodes aren't really about anime that often. They're trying to do like morning radio shit, talking with their buddies, doing best of this, best of that, as a hot dog, a sandwich, uh, rap battle shit. I've seen that for some reason. Like, there's a lot of shit that general anime podcast, and I say general anime, meaning like they try to cover everything. They, they don't seem to stick to the script, and I get why it's pretty fucking boring not being able to dig deeply into a subject that you thought it would be appropriate to throw a microphone on for. Gets old being misinformed, you know? Or like not having anything of substance to bring to the conversation. So, that said... Uh, this year, uh, it'll be Dragon Ball probably, the last year has been about 90% Dragon Ball content on this feed. I went through it the other day. Years past, we did a better job of mixing it up, I feel. So, a couple of changes, um, Supiderman Sundays, uh, the show that nobody listened to that I made last year for fun. It was only like six episodes deep. Spider-Man Sundays and Super Dope Plus Ultra, those feeds have been we pulled the plug on him. I pulled the plug on him. We, who do you think I consulted in that decision? <laughs> I told Kelly I was doing it. That's pretty much it. Um, so next year for season six of My Hero Academia, that will be moving to this feed again. And the reason I separated them out was because I, whenever a new season of My Hero Academia started, old audience, I would see it through metrics. Old audience would cycle out and new people would cycle in. And by the time at the by the time we got to the end of that season of My Hero Academia, we had a like back to regular sort of numbers, but then the season would end and shit would drop off and it was all cyclical like that and you know, start doing more Dragon Ball stuff, the Dragon Ball people start coming back around, maybe they weren't necessarily into both series whatever. That's why I separated them out. Unfortunately, I picked the worst season of My Hero Academia to ever break off for a solo podcast for. Season 5, the first half, bad. 
Bad, 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 bad. And a lot of people were like, oh, you just don't understand character development, dude. They had to do that and show you the same fucking six battles over the course of five episodes with like a preview and a previously on bookending either end of them. And with just recycled like, you don't understand character development, dude. I have to see this person get that smashed in. The head smashed in from three different angles. Shut the fuck up. Season five, first half sucked. And if you think it was good, whatever. How does it feel to be somebody with a very low bar for quality? Um, Super Dope Plus Ultra or whatever. My Hero Academia coverage, whatever we want to call it. It's moving back to this feed next year. Uh, in anticipation of that season six, I, I think it's coming out in the spring. I don't know. I forget the date off the top of my head. I think it's spring 2020. Uh, spring. If it was spring, dude, it would be like two months from now. I think it's fall. Right? Fall 2022. So we'll probably recycle some episodes uh, leading up to that release. Probably stuff from the second half of season five. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I need to be more creative with what I'm trying to do. And I made a pretty good effort at just sticking to only Dragon Ball content on this feed over the last year. And it's been steady. But you know, opportunities for growth, not entirely there. Not like we're finding new people all the time. So I need to, uh, I'm basically going to start treating this feed as like super dope. That's it. Dragon Ball super dope, super dope plus ultra super dope is piloting some fucking other podcast format. Maybe they want to look into in the future. Super dope. I watched star Wars yesterday. Super dope. How about that fucking Spider-Man movie, dude? Super dope. That's kind of how I'm going to continue to treat this stuff going forward. And uh, I don't, I might rename the podcast feed. I don't really know. If you're listening to this, I really appreciate you. Like, you're the person that I'm making this for, you know? Um, not the podcast, but like this specific stretch of like explanation of what's going on. Um, I'm doing that for you. I like to be transparent with everybody you know friends family listeners whatever i just i need to i need to try to be a little more creative and i need to not feel so stifled by the shit that i'll allow myself to talk about and i realize that's funny to hear me say after i just said i'm not talking about general anime shit but i can't just limit myself to just dragon ball just my hero i guess i don't know i don't know i would like to keep podcasting well, I mean, obviously I'm going to keep podcasting. I fucking produce like seven podcasts uh, for other people, but I'd like to continue to make my own shows, but I just have to like, um, I don't feel better about them, I guess. Like, I don't know if I just want to interview a fucking rando, some, you know, C-list celebrity or something that has nothing to do with anime, Dragon Ball, any of the stuff, just nerdy, geeky, whatever, pop culture bullshit. I'm going to be able to do it here on this feed. So I don't know. This is just a long sort of aimless rant at the end of the day. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I guess I say all of that to, um, I don't know, set your expectations or uh, maybe not set your expectations, but I, I say all of that. So that way, you know, when you start seeing weird shit popping up on this feed, you know why it's me trying to 
be more creative and break out of what seems or feels like sometimes a creatively stifling situation. So there'll still be Dragon Ball stuff, that I promise. It's been my favorite thing since I was six. I'm 32. That's obviously not going to change. But I got to do other shit as well. So um, with that too, uh, this feed will probably get cleaned up. So there's like 230-ish episodes of me talking to myself or yelling at my friends in this feed. That number is going to get reduced uh, in the coming weeks. And it's going to be mostly like, I, I have to pick a number. It's either like most recent 50 or recent 100. It's going to be mostly like recent episodes and super high performing episodes that have done well for us in, uh, in terms of being evergreen material that people find and stumble across the internet uh, with uh, pretty regularly. I guess the other ones will probably live on something like a Patreon feed. Like the archives will never go away fully, but um, I have episodes out there that are pretty embarrassing considering like what I do now versus what I did in 2017 when we started. Like it's night and day. I didn't know how to work my microphone. I didn't know really how to edit. I didn't know about like, I don't know, just normal podcast shit. I didn't know any of it. As a result, there's a lot of embarrassing material out there. Uh, some of it is material that I, draws the wrong type of attention. Uh, one of our most popular episodes, month over month, is a subject that I freaked out about almost, fuck, what was it, three years ago? Going off on a specific voice actor for being a creep. That is like a top five downloaded episode every single fucking month because of all the stands and simps out there for that fucking creep so making decisions like that to clean up the feed is also going to you know start to happen so if you think that you lost an episode or you can't find an old episode i know some of you listen to old episodes which i think is funny and endearing and cool and also weird but mostly cool and endearing uh, if there's an old episode you can't find it probably got pulled so I gotta figure out which episodes will stay. I don't know if it's like, I think it's gotta be like the most recent 100 and then like the highlight episodes. But then it's like when Dragon Ball Super comes back as an anime, shit, when that shit happens, dude, I guess we go back to being a weekly Dragon Ball podcast, right? And then maybe we start doing two podcasts a week. Maybe that'll be it. One is a, when the anime comes back, one once a week is the cartoon. And then you get a second podcast each week of like a repeat from Plus Ultra, me talking to some rando, me and my buddy Brian Mellor, like me and my buddy Mellor, he lives in Texas. He's been on the show once or twice. I want to bullshit with him about nothing. I just want to talk to him and release that as a podcast. He don't like Dragon Ball. He don't like Star Wars. He likes like wrestling and country music and drinking beer and weird shit like that that I'm, well, I mean, I like beer, but. Stuff that I'm not particularly into. Like, I have friends with varied interest, and I'd like this platform to be for that. For me and my fucking weirdo friends. Be creative, have good conversations, have fun. Practice learning something new. Like, that's what this podcast came out of. Having fun with your friends while learning to do something new. And if you listen to the show and you've been listening to it for any stretch of uh, time, I genuinely appreciate your continued support and listening to this. 
and dealing with my crazy ass. You know, I'm fucking mental health patient. You know, 101. Got all the shit, but um, you guys keep coming back, you know? Hanging out, listening, having a good time, enjoying the content. So this was a long, aimless preamble to saying uh, content's not going anywhere. It's just going to probably be a little different this year. I hope. Because I got to do something different. Whatever. Um, I wonder how much of that just made the actual cut. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want to support the show, Patreon, Cash App, Kofi. What a stupid fucking name. Kofi? Kofi? Is it coffee or is it Kofi? It can't be fucking some amalgamation of both, you fucking assholes. It makes me not even want to accept donations on your fucking platform. Go buy me a coffee on Kofi. I hate that shit. Cash App. That's probably better. Or Patreon. You get all the shit. There's a bunch of videos. Join the Discord. <laughs> Rate the show. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Spotify has a rating system now, so go help us out if you're a Spotify listener. I know many of you are. Uh, it's actually... It's not better than Apple Podcasts in terms of our numbers, but it's it's damn close. Um, so yeah, they have a star rating system now. Please go leave us five stars. That helps other people uh, make the decision to check out the show. And hopefully next week I'll have something different for you in the way of that different weird podcast that I teased uh, earlier in the discussion. Okay? Okay. I got to edit this now. It's going to be really fun to edit this. Gotta go and edit all this shit.